Hello, my beautiful friends. Before we get into the episode, I have to share the most fun opportunity I have for you. I am hosting a masterclass on assessing your 2023 friendships and I'm going to be teaching you how to design your own friendship roadmap for 2024. Now, when we look at other goals like losing weight or building a business, a lot of us have very clear goals when it comes to those kind of endeavors. And I think a lot of us don't apply the same logic or framework or strategy when it comes to friendships. So I want to hold space for anyone interested in being intentional enough in your friendships to, first of all, assess what worked, what didn't work, and what you want to do differently based on your 2023 friendships, and then also create your own game plan for how you're going to approach 2024 to cultivate friendships in an intentional way. I want to teach you the mindset and the actionable steps on how to approach your friendships in the upcoming year in a way where we make it impossible for you not to make the friends and cultivate the friendships that you want in your life. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find all the information in the link in the show notes of this episode. I wanted to keep this masterclass super accessible for anyone who wanted it. So it's only $15 and what you get with that is the 60 minute masterclass, which includes a 10 minute Q&A material to go along with it, including the actual friendship roadmap framework. And then you also get a complimentary 20 minute follow up session with me sometime in February to see how your roadmap is working out for you. And so that we can troubleshoot any challenges that you're having. So my friends, for you and your future friends, please don't delay cultivating the friendships you know you deserve any longer than you already have. You're here listening to this episode. You want to create lifelong friendships, so let's do it. All right, so today we're going to talk about all about how to set friendship goals. And my friends, even as I say that word, or those two words rather together, friendship goals, it sounds a little bit foreign to me because we don't generally use those two words together, even as a friendship coach. I do this work day in and day out. I live and breathe friendships and being intentional and setting friendship goals with my clients and even to me it feels a little bit more foreign compared to business goals or weight loss goals or academic goals it just doesn't feel as comfortable or at least familiar in my body as those other goals so let's change that I think the first thing we need to do before we talk about how to set friendship goals is we need to talk about why we don't set them in the first place And the first reason why is because a lot of us, if not all of us, have grown up with the idea or assumption that friendships need to be natural, organic, free-flowing, and something that we don't put or need to put a lot of intentional work into. Because a lot of us grew up in environments where we didn't necessarily need to put in a lot of work to make friends. I just talked in the last podcast about the mere exposure or the proximity effect where the byproduct of just being around people makes it so much more likely that you'll form friendships with them and like them. And as we've seen for adults, it's not that easy for us. You know, we graduate from high school, we graduate from post-secondary, then we're kind of back to square one in many ways because we're all sort of living busy lives and no one's taught us how to do this. And I definitely think one of the reasons why is because we've never had to practice the skill of being intentional when it comes to making friends. However, there is always a 50-50. Now that we have the ability to cultivate intentional friendships in our lives, we get to be a little bit more choosy and picky about the people who we create those friendships with. And I think that's really powerful because honestly, a lot of us did settle for our friendships, whether we knew it or not, myself included growing up. We settled for friends that weren't necessarily the best for us because we saw these people on a consistent basis and almost felt like we didn't have a choice. 
there was something where we even thought, okay, well, you're here and you're not awful, so let's be friends. Then you grow up and you start to see the actual reality of what it means to be an adult where you kind of have to prioritize people in your life. We know that as adults, there's so much going on. We're not really willing to let people in in many ways unless they're actually adding to our lives. You know, forget about taking away or even being relatively neutral. We know that our time is limited. Our headspace is more limited. Our capacity, especially these days with everything going on, is a little bit more limited. So we really have to be selective. And I think that's actually a great thing because it, yes, does cause us to require a level of thoughtfulness and clarity when it comes to making friends. And the friends that we actually make are much more aligned with us as adults when we put in the work. The second reason I see a lot of us not taking the time to form friendship goals is because we see it as a goal involving other people, which is necessarily true. But we don't see the same thing in dating as much because people tend to be a little bit more proactive and a little bit more mindful and conscientious about up-leveling their dating, which is great and awesome. We love anyone engaging in that kind of self-development practice. And it's interesting that we don't use the same mindset frameworks in friendships when you know that the number of friends we have will outnumber the number of partners we have throughout our lives. And friendships tend to be a little bit more you know, permanent in many ways, even if we do replace 50% of our friends every seven years. I think it's really fascinating to see the dichotomy between friends and romantic partners when we consider intentionality and the level of effort that we put in both of those areas. I think there's a misconception that if you put in all this effort and set all these goals to be the best version of yourself, making friends still involves another person. And while that's true, I want us to take a moment to understand the concept of relentless action. What if you were to take so much action to the point where it would be unreasonable if not impossible for you not to reach your goals when it comes to friendships and I know some of you have thought about this in the context of other goals like business like finances like grades and what if we applied this to friendships what if you were to go to 100 different meetups from meetup.com 100 wouldn't it be kind of hard at that point not to at least make one new friend where you connect with them at a coffee date outside of the meetup? It would be, right? Though most of us at this point possibly aren't willing to put in that relentless action. And it's really going to come down to the mindset that we have going into any of these potential friend-making containers, like a meetup group, like a rec center event, like a book club. If that's you, I don't want you to shame, blame, or judge yourself. I just want you to ask yourself why you aren't willing to go to 100 different friend-making events or meetup groups where you know that if you did that many, you would eventually make a new friend. Again, no reason to judge yourself. Just ask yourself why, because that's going to help you get to where you want to go. That awareness alone is going to be so powerful. The third reason why a lot of us shy away from making friendship goals is because we see friendships as something that's supposed to be fun joyous, relaxing, almost like a hobby in many ways. And there's this contrast in our brains between business, finances, academics, even health and weight loss and fitness goals, muscle building, whatever, where we do want to set goals. And even if you work for someone else, your company is setting goals. And then you consider friendships where it's like, well, it's supposed to be fine and spontaneous. So why would I set goals in my friendships? We see the area of friendships as qualitatively different than business, finances, academics, working out, the list goes on. 
it's like setting goals is incongruent with the actual fun and free-flowing nature of actually having friends. And I don't deny that there's, of course, room for spontaneity and fun and, you know, all the organic stuff within friendships. Though I do think for so many of us, the process of making friendships and, and making friends will require a level of conscious thought and effort and intentionality. So I'd ask yourself again, without shame, blame, or judgment, are you willing to approach making friends in a similar way to how you would approach other goals in your life, like business, like finances, like academics? All right, now let's actually talk about setting your friendship goals. This is something I will go into full detail in during my master class, which I talked about at the start of this podcast. This isn't really the right container to get into the super nitty gritty, but you will have what you need after this uh, podcast to at least get started. The first thing you need to do here is know exactly where you're starting. Like if you were on a weight loss journey, you want to know where your starting weight is. I know this might seem like it can be a little bit less tangible and more tricky when it comes to making friends, but there's always a way to make your friendship goals more tangible and more concrete, even more operational where you can actually work with it and measure your progress. And again, the brain will resist this because it's not something that we're used to. It's not something that comes naturally. So I want to say to anyone who's listening here, this is going to be a bit of a stretch for you, but if you're here listening to this podcast, you can do it. So you want to consider what your goal is. Do you want more friends? And I don't think you have to get super, super specific at this stage, but just know what the goal is in general. For a lot of people that come to me for one-to-one coaching is either making more friends, a deeper connection with their current friends, or moving through some kind of friendship breakup or conflict or needing some guidance on completing a friendship. So first I'd offer that defining what the goal is, even in vague terms, is super useful for you. And then starting from there. Step two here is to let all your stuff come up when it comes to this goal. And just to reemphasize, the brain will resist this. The goal is going to be something that you're not used to, which is totally fine. I'm here. I've got you. Let's work through it. For long-time listeners, you know we've talked about the thought download when it comes to friendships. And if you're new here, this concept is one that I teach called the thought download, where you essentially have a goal or circumstance in your life, and you just write down all of your thoughts about that on a piece of paper for five minutes. This is just to see where your mindset is at. We're not trying to change anything. We're not trying to fix anything because you're not someone who's broken needing to be fixed and neither is your mindset. We're just wanting to see where your thinking is at right now, okay? And there are so many different ways you can actually do the thought download. You can just do stream of consciousness journaling. I personally kind of think in bullet terms when I'm doing thought downloads, so I'll just write down my goal. For me, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast here. I want to cultivate a very specific friend group where we play not only a specific card game, but we play a specific format that hasn't been played very much recently of that card game called Yu-Gi-Oh! where I make friends who I can connect with, who can come to my house, where we can go to uh, rec center rooms and play this game on a regular basis. So what I'm going to do is write that goal at the top of my piece of paper and then write down all of my thoughts about the goal. I won't do mine here with you just for the purpose of saving time, but you want to write down all your thoughts again. Write it in a way that works for you, either stream of consciousness or bullet point, whatever it is, but try and keep them as thoughts. So, you know, a sentence in your mind, I really think I can do this. There are going to be so many obstacles about this. I've never been able to do this before. Those are examples of thoughts, which are sentences in your brain. Okay, after five minutes, you're going to want to look at your pieces of paper 
without shame, blame, or judgment. I know that's going to be so much easier said than done, but I just want you to look at these for what they are. They are thoughts or sentences in your brain. They are not facts. They are just, you can even think of them as electricity going through your brain or ink on a piece of paper, whatever works to kind of neutralize these thoughts to kind of step out of shame, blame, or judgment. And now what you want to do is consider your goal and ultimately think and assess, are you feeling kind of positive, neutral, or more on the negative side about your ability to accomplish the goal that you outlined here? All right, now that we know how we're thinking and kind of feeling about this goal, it's time to get at least somewhat excited about this goal. And again, even if you're someone who's already feeling excited and positive, this will just solidify that. There's so many different ways about getting excited with our goals, but I'll offer a few here. So the first one is the five layers of why, and this is going to make your goal seem really compelling. So here's what I want you to do. You're going to have your goal. So for me, again, it was cultivating a group of friends who play a specific format of Yu-Gi-Oh! called Edison format, where we can meet regularly, meet five together every single week or every every couple of weeks here. I'm already excited about this goal, but for you, you might not be, you might want to solidify your excitement. And what you're going to do is you are going to ask yourself why you want the goal. So I'd be asking myself, why do I want this group of friends? And then you're going to keep on asking why four more times after that. And for a lot of you, you will get to a place of really deep kind of compelling reason as to why you want this goal and for so many of you that'll be enough like you you'll know like okay I really want this and then you it's really about rehearsing this goal and accessing and I love to write down my compelling why in the top right corner of my journal consistently you can put sticky notes around your house whatever works for you to access this Another way of getting really excited is to visualize if you're more of a visual person, you know, close your eyes and think of what your life is going to be like when you've accomplished this goal. As I'm recording this, we're in the winter season. So if you have some goals of cultivating friendships where you can have a games night when it's cold out or when you can talk about your boss who was kind of mean to you at work that day or where you can have hot chocolate and share a blanket and watch Christmas movies, whatever it is for you, really visualize what that looks like in your head and how you'll feel moving forward. Another way of getting excited about your goals is to just write down what your life is going to be like when you have accomplished this goal. So similar to the visualization, but more tactile and more uh, concrete on paper if you're more into that. Some of you are super spiritual. You might want to meditate on the goal and and really just sink into this feeling of equanimity or determination, whatever works for you. The goal here isn't even to feel super inspired or incredibly compelled. It's just to feel compelled enough to take some action towards this goal. All right, now it's time to work on your tangible goal. And I think there are different ways of phrasing this. People will call them you know, process-based goals or... My mentor calls them do goals. I think whatever works for you is fine, but what we're looking at here is what you actually have to do relentlessly to get to your goal. Okay, so if you want to make more friends, if that was your goal, you know, we talked about making friends, deepening connections with your friends, or moving through friendship completion or breakup, 
What would you want to do for making friends? So meetup.com, as I mentioned, is great. A lot of my clients have seen success with book clubs, rec center events, drop-in sports like badminton or volleyball, whatever you need to do to reach your goal when it comes to the process of actually reaching the goal, right? And I know for something like deepening connections with your friends, it might seem a little bit less tangible. But if you know that the goal is to deepen the connection, then the answer is kind of in the question there, right? So you know you want to feel more connected. It's more of a feeling goal. So what can you do to feel more connected? And again, there are ways of making this tangible. There's literally a game called We're Not Really Strangers where you get to ask each other questions on super deep topics. And I think that is super powerful when it comes to deepening your connection with your friends. Maybe you want to see your friends more often, which as we've talked about, will deepen your connection with them too. So really figuring out how to make these tangible and even moving through a friendship breakup, you're asking yourself, what's holding you back right now? Is there a sunk cost fallacy where you feel like you've invested too much effort, energy, or money into this friendship? Do you want to create distance? How often do you see your friends now or your friend now? And do you, do you want to see them less frequently? And now it's about taking committed, aligned action towards your goals. How many times a month are you going to go to a new meetup group or even the same one multiple times? That's a great way of building trust and a uh, sense of community with your people. You know, that's another topic for another day. But when you're deciding your process-based goals that involves forming a habit, your brain needs to complain when you're forming the goal and not during the execution of the goal. If you decide that you want to go to 10 meetup groups a month and that sounds energizing and fun and inspiring, it's probably too much because your brain is like high on the potential dopamine and other neurotransmitters that you're going to get in doing 10 different meetups. But when execution comes and you actually have to do it, you're like, I could, I'd rather do anything than go to this meetup group right now. So I would offer that. If you set a goal of, let's say, four meetup groups a month and your brain's like, oh, but that's nothing. I can do way more than that. That four is the perfect amount for you because you want the complaining to happen during the planning and not during the execution of the goal. Now, okay, so now you have your general goal. You've looked at your thoughts and feelings and you've hopefully become a little bit excited or motivated to take some aligned action towards the goal. And you even have your process, which again is based on that principle of let your brain complain now and not during execution. With the committed action, you're going to want to anticipate obstacles. And I just, for anyone who tends to catastrophize, just be very mindful and take care of yourself during this exercise if you do it. Um, we don't want to catastrophize and think of like the worst doomsday scenario when it comes to executing these goals. But we do want to think of the plausible things that are going to come up and for a lot of us, yes, you want to know what circumstances come up, but more importantly, it's always going to be your thinking about the circumstances that will stop you from taking action because your thinking creates your feelings and your feelings drive your action. So once you have an obstacle like, uh, gosh, I'll just have too many papers due that day or too many assignments for work, I want you to think about what you're going to think in those moments and the goal here is to access a thought or some thoughts where you feel, I, I really love the feeling of willing. Because when you're thinking of obstacles, especially, you want to go for a feeling that's not inspiring, that's going to take way too long to get to. You can do it, it'll just take a while. You'll have to do some you know, other stuff like ladder thoughts and 
things that I think are beyond the scope of this podcast episode. Anyway, I want you to try and go for willing in those moments. And willing will feel like a little bit of forward momentum, just enough to get you out the door to the meetup group or wherever you're wanting to go. It won't feel super motivating, but it'll be enough to get you there. And sometimes enough really is enough. And again, don't get like lost in the rabbit hole of planning for all the different circumstances, but really see what thoughts you can think in order to feel the feeling you need to take aligned action. And I know this is getting into a bit more high level thought work and mindset work, but I promise you, you can do this. And for so many of you, it will take going back to those compelling whys, those visualizations, the thoughts that you access when it comes to your future self and what you're going to be able to have in your life when you have the goal accomplished, right? And there's so many variations of this, but I want you to find your thoughts or your visualizations that will make taking action at least doable for you and really step into the version of yourself who, you know, won't want to do it, the version of yourself who is tired and demotivated, who had a fight with their spouse or current friends, whatever that version of you is, I want you to give them some compassion by preparing for what they're going to feel when you have going to a meetup in your calendar. All right, my friends, there you have, we're going to get more in depth in the $15 masterclass if you're able to invest in that. And I've given you everything you need in this podcast to start when it comes to those goals in your friendships. In the masterclass, you're going to get the Q&A opportunity with material with the actual friendship roadmap and assessment of 2023. And you're going to have your complimentary session with me. So definitely check that out. I can't wait to work with so many of you. We already have some signups, which is super fun. And yeah, I can't wait to work with you. All right, my friends. So you can sign up for that masterclass and learn about all the details. And there will be a replay of it, just so you know. Um, That's all in the show notes of this episode. And you can also check out my Instagram, Friendship Coach Zane, and it'll be in the bio of that. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week with a new episode.